All right, so I'm here with uh, Howard and Sheila Avery. Uh, they uh, volunteered in, in Thailand uh, from August of 1979 uh, to December of 1981. So maybe uh, tell me a little bit about your experience. I worked in agriculture extension in, uh, in Lampang, Thailand. Uh, I worked at the, the soils development department unit and then moved over to uh, the center of, of land development. Uh, within the scope of our project were to help um, the rural poor, help them uh, uh, get better seeds, uh, grow better crops. Um, the last year in Thailand I worked for one year for uh, Meita leprosy colony and I helped them to uh, uh, develop a swine project. The swine project uh, was started in 1980. I was able to get funds for it. And the project ran until 2007. Wow. Um, it was very successful. Uh, the project changed over scope. It started off as the colony raising um, seven sows with all their pig, piglets. And it, after about 10 years, it changed to uh, individuals uh, raising the swine and selling it. And then in 2007, they disbanded the project due to it wasn't making very much money at that mm -hmm. point in time. So it ran a long time. And how do you feel about, about it being cut short? It really wasn't cut short. It, it was... I, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after 27 years, it, uh, um, well, prices vary. And you, sometimes you don't make as much money as, as you did in the past. And maybe it was a good time to get out. Fair enough. So I was very, very pleased with what happened in Thailand. And what about you, Sheila? What was your experience? Uh, I went, I was an English teacher in a teacher's college, and also I had my uh, degree in uh, home economics education. And I, at that time, taught um, clothing and textiles and all parts of home economics in the Thai language. And that was my biggest challenge, was learning Thai. Yeah, I would imagine and so. And teaching, and <clears throat> trying to teach things that I learned in university and apply them to yeah. the Thai population, which is extremely skilled in the field of clothing and textiles. Oh yeah, you must have felt... Uh... Yeah, and uh, you know, memories of stuffing my body inside of a treadle sewing machine and trying to teach them pattern making when they were they never ever used the same methods I was ever taught, and it was an experience. The English was my salvation because right. that was something I was comfortable with, but the other part wasn't so great. <laughs> One, I guess, unique thing is we had our first child in Thailand. Oh wow! Our, so we had a Cuso baby. Yeah. Cuso did you, and did you meet while you were on project? Or? No, oh, no, 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 we no. had been married. No, we had been married, and we were actually older. We were 25 at the time That's when old. we first went over to Thailand. But no, most of the volunteers were very directly just out of, out of university. Just out of university. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. 22, 23 years old. We were 25, and I think we were the oldest, oldest yeah. ones. Oh, wow. Uh, 12, 11, we went over there. What were some of the challenges you had while you, while you were abroad? Learning the language was huge. Yeah. It was, uh, of course, we lived in a home that had uh, no air conditioning, and it was really a house that nobody else would live in, because Thais are extremely superstitious and they thought it was haunted. Yeah, so died. nobody would live in it, so they put us in there and it, we, we didn't see anything unusual. But it was a very hot tropical climate and oh, we had uh, 
you know, just very basic, basic conditions. Squat toilet, um, no air conditioning, no screens on the windows, so the bugs would fly in and right. the bugs would fly out. Um, and the heat in Thailand during April is, when it's, it's close to 40 degrees, it's... Yeah. Oh, how do you get to sleep? Prickly heat. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. We they found the prickly, prickly heat. Yeah. yeah. It cools your body for about 15 minutes, so try to get to sleep before it starts getting warm again. <laughs> yeah. And did you ever adjust to that? Well, of course. I mean, we got to live with it. We got to. Right. Um, but it was sure nice when we did uh, overseas work later and we had air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing was communications. Oh, the only terrible. communication we had was really letter writing. We had no telephone. There were no telephones we could phone internationally where we lived. So when I had our baby, I wrote a letter to my family and told them I was expecting and I never ever got a reply. So what happened was... Um, there was a postal strike going on, and I had no oh, wow. idea, so it was getting very close. In Thailand or at home? No, in, in Canada. Canada. Oh, wow. So it was yeah. getting very close to the time I was to deliver this baby. And I had to phone my parents and tell them I was going to, they were going to be grandparents. And what happened was the, I, I went up to this big city, and it was very, very expensive. We had three minutes to talk, so I phoned up my parents, and they hadn't heard my voice for about two years. And they picked it up, and I says, just be quiet. We've got something very important to tell you. I'm going to have a baby in two weeks. And my father goes, who the hell am I talking to? And I go, it's your daughter. Don't you remember my voice? <laughs> so then I said, Joe. And by this time, after we got through all these formalities, it was time for us to hang up. Because you only had three minutes. I yeah. only had three minutes. That's all you could afford. That's yeah. all we could afford. Yeah. Well, I and so, but now we've just come out of China after living there for four years and the, the changes in communication that have happened, you know, now you can Skype for free and see each other and email. You've just been living in China? Yeah, yeah. What was that all about? Well, we were there teaching English. We oh, okay. just, High school. We, we left our careers in Canada and moved to China for four years. Wow. Yeah. But but Thailand was a real stepping stone into the world of international work, and we've all after CUSO we went into CETA and worked with them in Bangladesh. So we've had a few. Been doing it for, ever since. Eh? Yeah, we have. It well, was it, it really seems like every ten years. You do yeah, it, you do something. You get the edge. Mm. Oh, you bet. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Once you do it, it's hard to stop. What's been What's been the the greatest thing you've learned? Oh. That it's really a very small world and that we all have the same basic values. We want to, you know, try to make, you know, a better life for people around us and try to find the good things in life and to be more open-minded and accepting of different cultures and people. That's what I would say has That's been great. the big challenge, one the, the big benefit. One of the things that I must say is I learned from my lepers how to do, how to... Uh, work with anything, how to change anything, how to make anything out of anything. And I feel that that's helped me in my, my professional career. I'm very resourceful. Oh, exactly, exactly. I wasn't at, as resourceful as they were. And like they could make t a taps out of just little pieces of pipe and, and, and uh, it was just amazing what they could do. Fix anything. Oh, fix anything. Oh, not to say it would run very long, but they could fix anything. Well, you could fix it again once it. Oh, yeah, you bet. Yeah. You bet. So it was, it was fascinating. It was fascinating. Um, 
and I would I just loved it. Mm. Can I say? And met so many good people, mm -hmm. and uh, it was really good. And what do you do now? Uh, actually, I'm a resident manager of, uh, of an apartment building in, in Victoria. Oh, great. Yeah, and really enjoying it. <laughs> Probably a bit of a change of pace. Oh, you bet it's a change of pace, but do you know what? It, my building that I have is near, near UVic, and 40% of the, the tenants are students, and mainly from China, so it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting. And, and what, what kinds of, what advice would you give to them if they were to ask you know, I'm going to go on this, this placement in a couple of months, what would you tell them? To, to, to Thailand, for example, if someone was going to... Sure. Yeah. <sighs> Start adapting to eating spicy food. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, in our group, there was 11 of us going over. Nobody could, I was the only one who could eat spicy food at the time, but by the end of it, everybody was eating it and really enjoying it. So, uh, be cool. Be, be... Just let it, let whatever happens, happens. Quesada, uh, oh, definitely. And just don't be uptight if it's not like home, because you're not home. No. And time, what is time? Okay, you say, oh, we'll meet you at 9 o'clock. Does that mean today or tomorrow? Well, actually, that's more Bangladesh. In Thailand, it's more like Thai time, two to three hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Maybe three or four. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody, or are you just are you volunteers? But anyway, so it, it, fascinating. Uh, go experience, uh, enjoy where you are, enjoy the people, enjoy the food, and be easy, and you'll have fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd say be open-minded. Yeah. And always look for opportunities to learn something new. It sounds like that applies mm. to yeah. anybody going uh -huh. there, right? Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Because you're probably going to learn a lot more than you're ever going to teach somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. And your kids, do, have they kind of followed in your footsteps? Uh, well, mm. my daughter definitely has. Actually, she, like I said, she was born in Thailand and she went and married in Thailand. Wow. And Thailand has definitely become a part of our family. Yeah. Uh, my son, he'd love to do this. He'd love to do to continue on traveling. They've both circled the globe a couple of times. They've yeah. been very fortunate kids. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you think has changed about you after all of this? And I asked you what you learned, but I mean, what is there anything that you that you can't go back to now? Mm. Might be a bit of a tough question. I can't go back to. Oh, I don't know. I'm willing to do uh, anything at this point, and I've done a lot, and it's. I'm not really afraid of doing anything, uh, or trying it. But anyway, it's just a. It was a fascinating life. Mm -hmm. I was raised on a farm in small town Alberta, and. Uh, Sometimes their mindset is very, very closed because they just don't know about what's going on in the rest of the world. And when I go back to my home, and that's where my family are from, I, I sometimes have a lot of trouble with their attitudes towards things that are going on in the world in general. And uh, that's how I've really changed because I know there's a lot more than the little world that they're living in. And how do you talk to somebody like that who just comes from su such a different place? And I say don't comment on things that you really have no idea about. I, 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 they, they know I'm very, very blunt in that regards. And when they're making 
comments. I just go, you know, I don't really like to hear that kind of thing. You know, I've been to some of these places and right. I've seen lots of different cultures and people and there's good in everybody. Don't always look for what the media is portraying or mm -hmm. telling us. Mm -hmm. Form your own opinions and try to base it on reliable sources. Right. Yeah. I'd say that's about right. Same, same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, great. What is there anything else that you want to share? Any kind of poignant experiences that uh, that really stand out as, as part of your experience that you want to share with us? Uh, one of my favorite experiences in Thailand was the Christmas dinner I had for all of the the QSO yes. volunteer any 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 volunteer and as a home economist I had access to ovens which was right. really rare right. so we hunted down all groups it became a, a huge project among the volunteers to have this gigantic party at Christmas and New Year's and we hunted down six of the skinniest turkeys in Thailand <laughs> and we actually prepared a feast for all the people we worked with and we had these I remember just bouquets of poinsettias because they were growing like trees and we, we introduced the ties to our tradition of Christmas a real cross-cultural kind of thing and it was everybody just was so thankful that we actually made this effort as a group and we just, it was wonderful the people we met with QSO were great also yeah, yeah. I want to be want to be uh, conscious of your time. So thank thank you very much for for sharing your story today, and thank you for your service. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Great. Enjoy the rest of the day.